Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast with me, McNeil. Look, I made a mistake last week, y'all. Y'all didn't get an episode, and I know y'all fiends, y'all, y'all little mistakers, some of y'all are some fiends, and you're fiending for it. I got some text messages. I didn't get an email, which I'm glad because I don't read emails that well, I, but y'all were upset. So I apologize. I just got busy. I didn't do my time management right. And I uh, made out. I ran out of time a little bit. So uh, to make up for it, I want to admit, little mistakers, uh, I made a mistake. I did. But to make up for it, I got a great episode for y'all today. Uh, His name is Vincent Neely. He's 21. He's a Marine. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and I'm I'm jealous because he's so smart. And I'm like, damn, at 21, all I cared about was women in vodka in no particular order. And sometimes together. It got wild out there. But I encourage y'all to listen to this episode. It's a good one. Welcome to the Humor and Mistakes podcast with me, McNeil. Here on 103.5 FM, each week we have a guest on our show to discuss missteps, mistakes, and mishaps that they've made throughout life. We hope to find wisdom and a few laughs along the way. This week, my guest is Vince Neely. He and I just met last week at a show. He was telling me he was a soldier and that he regretted enlisting. I said, hey man, be on my show next week. So here we are. The only thing is, he's not here yet, so he's going to call in from the car. Vince, are you there? Uh, how's it going, Justin? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Trying to hurry there as fast as I can. <laughs> no worries, man. You what? You drove like, what, two and a half hours or so? I mean, like two hours, a little over maybe. Like two hours, 14 minutes, something like that. Yeah, man. I just wanted to try something different. I just think it's going to be funny me interviewing you as you are running into the station. I want to see that image happen. So you're on the way, but let's just talk about how this interview started. Like I met you, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, uh, the, the pit. You had given me some interesting information that I, I wanted to discuss with you. You had told me you definitely had some mistakes. You're a soldier, right? Uh, I'm in the Marine Corps, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> That's one of the mistakes. <laughs> exactly. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. We were talking about mistakes, and you and you clearly said, yeah, it was a mistake to join up. I was like, that's going to be an interesting story. So let's Um, start out by talking about who are you? I mean, I'm I'm Vince Neely. I'm from Cincinnati, downtown area. I'm big into grappling. It's kind of my thing, and I'm trying to get on the whole comedy scene. You're a wrestler? Yeah, wrestle, jiu-jitsu, judo, all that. That's kind of my niche in life. Okay, so you just like throwing people. I I thoroughly enjoy throwing people. (laughs) This is the first time you figure that out, like, did you did you throw a rock and was like I wish this was a person? I think when I was a kid, I uh, my my dad got me started in it really early, and I used to just get the shit beat out of me, and I was like, I don't I don't like getting beat up, so I I just got good, and then I started throwing people, and I was like, this this is a new kind of satisfaction. <laughs> Can you talk about the moment you know you're about to throw someone? Because I used to wrestle too, but probably not on the level you did. But there's a moment when you're like, got him. Can you, t- can you talk yeah, about no, that it's, moment? It's the greatest feeling in the world. You're like, oh, oh, this guy's screwed, like, and he can't do anything about it. <laughs> like, when you just really got something in there, like, that's, that's amazing. I'm pulling into the studio right now, I think. You are? <clears throat> Side note. So it turns out that directing someone how to get to your building and letting them inside and showing them how to use the microphone and the headphones – and setting everything up doesn't actually make for great podcast audio, so I cut it. It was a good idea in theory, but not in practice. Welcome back. How you doing, Vince? I'm doing. Oh, you got to get up on the mic so they can hear you. All right. Get a little closer to that thing. Yeah, yeah. So we were in the middle of talking about you throwing people, yeah, and then yeah. you ran into the station. Did, in fact. It's it's probably the best feeling in the world. <laughs> there's no there's nothing better. I actually uh, we did we did a little bit of ground fighting at my unit the other week, and I hadn't I haven't rolled in months, and I was I'm out of shape, you know what I mean? So I got out there and I was like 
I, I went seven and zero, and they just they, they took me out for the first four, and they're like, "You got to get someone new in here." And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Thank God," because I immediately went and threw up. Really? <laughs> Throwing up after a workout is always it's always interesting because I'm like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I had a personal trainer, and I went uh, drinking the night before. It was like a free personal training session. Went drinking the night before, and then like the whole time I was like, "I'm good. I'm good." And he was like, all right, I believe you. you." And then once he stopped believing me is when I knew I must not really be good. It's like, can I get you something? Let me go get you some. I'm going to go get you something real quick. Uh, yeah, he knew I was. Yeah, I threw up for a while after that. You, you know what it's about to like. You, you tell yourself like you try and like, oh, if I, if I, if I, it's like when you get too drunk, you're like you talk yourself out of. You're like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And then you have that moment where you're like, I'm so not good right now. <laughs> he went to go get me some like electrolyte drink or something, and I ran out of exhaust to go throw up. And he was some Russian, and so while I was throwing up, he was just by the toilet laughing like, <laughs> just like that. That's not a Russian laugh. What are you doing your free time? recently so i'm waiting to transition out of the military right now so i'm kind of completely checked out i'm just waiting for my contract to run up how does that um, work i so i wake up i go to a formation and then i go right back to bed that's my day really Getting paid to do nothing it's the best life what yeah no it, it's honestly i'd rather be doing something dude like that's why i started trying the whole comedy thing where i ran into you okay yeah because like uh i, I have to I, i'm a I'm someone i gotta be doing something i gotta be doing something so, so what is a contract like like it's it's um, so it's like you you go in and you sign your life away and then you're there as for as like long as you signed. I, I'm lucky I got injured. I completely blew up my hip. So, oh really? Yeah, like I'm getting out a little early. But uh, how long did you sign and how old were you? Uh, I was 19 when I signed it, and then two years later, here I am. Okay. So, yeah. How long? How many years did you have to sign away? Uh, four for my contract. Which okay. Is about the average. That's crazy to make a kid sign their life it, away for it, four it's, years. It's a gimmick. Like I'm in the military and I'm not allowed to talk negative about the military, but I'm I'm gonna do it. Like it's <laughs> it's like I I am a full supporter of the military. Like yeah. I it, we need it. It's yeah. part of human nature. People are gonna fight. It, it has to happen. It sucks, but it happens. But like think, think about the mentality of someone who thinks it's a good idea to join the military, especially the infantry. It's a bunch of people who yeah they have a good heart and they're like I'm gonna go fight the good. Fight. That's why I joined. Like ISIS was a thing when I was in college, and I was like screw those guys. Like. I don't like them. Like, I'm going to go do something about that. And then you get there and like you find out no one's fighting ISIS except for special forces. Well, I want to say thank you for your services. I, like, I, I really appreciate it. There's nothing to thank me for. Really? <laughs> I, I haven't done anything. I mean, like other than my time, I've pretty much given nothing. Like That's another thing about the military, dude. It's like since you're always at you live at work, you know what I mean? So like you the days are just like like when you go home, you're like, wait, like it's like, hey, you want to hang out today? Like you see people back home and like, no, I have work. And it's like, oh, that's right. You don't. You but it's a, like right down the. It. Uh, go on. Oh, it's like right down the barrack, or what do you? Yeah, I, I live in the barracks. It's 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 a special kind of like it's like a prison. So I used to live when I first got when I got to my first unit. I was at one two, and they have really nice barracks. They're like like brand new, and they're like they're nice. They're just straight up nice. And then I got transferred units when I got injured because they didn't want to deal with me. And then I got to these barracks that were built in like the seventies, and they are bad like <laughs> so i want to give the little mistakers of uh, image of who you are so then and then we'll get into uh some of the things you have going on now um so you you like to grapple uh did you know you were going to the military as a kid so like i yes my my dad was in the marine corps and like i always kind of admired that you know what i mean like everyone's like oh marines you raw like, yeah. it's like you know what i mean but um it uh, I thought about it, but then I I had a bunch of medical shit, and I was like, oh, I'm like disqualified, and like I've always been like physically, f not always, that's a lie. But I used to be pretty physically fit, like when I was doing wrestling and stuff, and I'd always like do their like little pull up bar things, you know, like when they come to your school and shit. Yeah. And like they'd be like, oh, like that's awesome, you did like 21 pull ups, so you should sign up. I'm like I can't, but thanks for the t shirt. Like <laughs> 189. That's a, you wrestled 189. 182. 182. They changed the weight classes. They changed the weight yeah, classes. Yeah, you're an old man. Okay, wow. <laughs> What are the weight classes now? It's not one. Uh, no, it's 182, 195, 220. So. What? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, man. Dang, it's, okay. It's wild out here. Okay, okay. Because it went from 171 to 189. That was like a big gap. But, yeah, I didn't. I hate those weights. I wrestled I wrestled 82 and 95. And I got um, 95, I'd say, is the worst weight class. Really? Oh, my God. Like, I, I, yeah, the little guys move fast, but, like, you got those big dudes that can also move pretty fast and okay it's like you're, uh, i always thought 171 was like the best that's a, that the, one's the a hard bitch. one yeah because yeah. uh, because 
you can be fit, tall. You can be so many. You can things be everything at, one thing. at once. Yeah, yeah, at it's terrifying. Exactly. You have to be really fit. You know, I uh, got I got arrogant. I uh I got second at state in Greco in 2014, and I like I I I, I um at second, and then they're like, "Hey, you can go to nationals." I'm like, "Sweet!" Like, and I I competed at that tournament, the state tournament. I went in at 95, and I only weighed like 184. I was just cocky. I was like, "I'm hot shit." Let's do this, like. <laughs> And then I uh, I got nat- I I had a knee injury that's why I defaulted in the finals. So then the the six or eight weeks that it was before nationals went, I healed up enough to actually perform at the uh, at the nationals. All I had was a training camp. Like hey like Neely you wanna you just wanna bump down to eighty two like you could literally just skip breakfast. And I was like no like I'll be fine. <laughs> and like I get out there and I got demolished two and out. <laughs> like, I was done. Yeah, those people drop a lot of weight. Um, so how old are you now? Twenty one. Twenty one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a youngin. I am a young bird. I never thought I would call someone young, but yeah, you're a youngin. Uh did you go to school? Uh I did. I I I did college for for a semester and a half before I dropped out. It was a wild ride. So, did you have to go to not that you had to go to the military, but uh were you still out in school cuz you alluded to you had a lot of fun when we were Oh, talking. I had a lot of fun in college. It was the best worst time of my life. Really? Like, <laughs> Talk to me I, about it. Um I I mean part of the reason I joined was to like get myself out of that cuz I was having a little too much fun. Yeah. That's um, a good wake up call. Yeah, like, no, definitely. I was like boot camp will fix me. I was like <laughs> And then I'm like I, I get past the boot camp thing like oh yeah, we have you the rest of the contract. I'm like oh, I just kind of <laughs> I just wanted to mature I just a little some bit. discipline. Like, <laughs> like you guys gave me that. Like, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wake up in the morning and take shots. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a lot of drugs, like all of them. I mean, I didn't do like heroin and shit, but like I did most of the drugs and <laughs> I did them every day. Like, did you bad. fail out of school? Um, No. So what happened? I had a full ride scholarship for cheerleading. Okay. Uh, I cheered at NKU and um, like shit was dope. Like it was a good time. But I, uh, what really, what really took me and made me join the Marine Corps is I died and came back to life for 90 seconds. Yeah, that's a, yeah, no, that's, that's my, I'd say my defining moment in life. Um, so talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go down this little rabbit hole. Um, so drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking bad. I don't do them anymore. I mean, I'll, I'll drink occasionally, but I try and stay sober. But I was doing a, one of my friends who I went to high school with, like, you, you got those friends that you kind of like, um, you kind of like, yeah. um, you they're bad and they're not going anywhere but you still like want to see you know you keep them around like come on like do better yeah, like you want to boost them up a little yeah bit. that's that's my friend jillian uh she does fucking heroin now so i don't talk to her as much but um it's always weird because you're like at what point do you write someone off and like hey like- yeah no it's it's it took me about three and a half years with her like i'll still like message her on facebook and stuff but it's like i'm not getting near that with where i'm at in my life like <laughs> exactly. i hate to sound bad but i'm I don't know. She's she's not making progress. But anyways, no. Jillian, someone who does heroin, probably not someone you should take advice from. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not making the greatest life decisions. I am um, willing to sign that. I'm willing to say, <laughs> hey, if your friend does heroin, they're probably don't not, take yeah. any advice from them. Uh, little mistakers. I'm going to sign that and say that we're going to put that in the sand, unless they're telling you not to do heroin. Oh, uh, that's that's some good <laughs> advice. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, she she introduced me, her and her boyfriend at the time. I went over there, hanging out with them. Uh, I think we were at Amy's house, and um, they were doing computer duster. So that's a uh, that's a fun little drug. Um, I have no clue. I must be out of it. Okay, so computer duster, they call it hippie crack. It's uh, it's like you know that shit you put on your keyboard, like to, yeah. like clean it out. You put it in your mouth. What? It's, yeah, it's not, <laughs> and they put they put what sour, is wrong with no? You they kids? put they put sourants in it to like make you not do it but like i was i was doing all the other drugs so like she's like hey you should come over and like we'll get high and i was like i love getting high like i'm on my way like that'd be great i fucking get there and she's like yeah like and zach hands me this can and he's like just hit this shit bro and i was like i'm not gonna be a bitch so Uh like i i um it's nitrous is a fun fucking drug um that's what it is that's what the computer does it's nitrous like a steve-o and he did that shit like that's that's what it is but in a way more unhealthy way because it's got poison in it um See, but, man, this is why I don't want to have kids. Because I'm not going to be able to understand. Like, yeah. You, sniffed, <laughs> you took an uh, air filter and sprayed it up your nose. I, I just can't. And, Y'all kids do everything. No, yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to like, put it, like, put your shirt in between you and the, just kind of, like, filter it. <laughs> like, because that's going to make it, like, less bad. <laughs> but um, people people die all the fucking time doing computer duster. But I, I started getting addicted to it. 
And like, I knew it was bad, but if I could describe the high, it's very brief. The high you get from it is like, woof, like it's like maybe like 30, 90 seconds. It's not long. But what it does is it, it suffocates you. So like you get, but you get this euphoric high. It's like, it's like every cell in your body is having an orgasm at once. Really? Now? So it's pretty great. You know what I mean? You can see where you would like that. You know what I mean? You're, you're I like, I love orgasms. Well, yeah, exactly. So you're like, this is, it's more like, this is great. Like, but, um, cause it distorts your voice. But um, I straight up got addicted to that shit. I was so, like, doing, you like, go to Kmart. Yeah, like, I was going to Walmart every... to get my drugs. <laughs> <Okay>. like, <laughs> um, but uh, another poor decision led from this um, was that I uh, I went and I had I had I I loved my car. I had a, I had a, another RX8. I've owned three, um, but I had my first car. I I sold. I bought a lot of gold as a kid. I sold it all. Like I was proud. I got this nice fucking car. It's sick. Like I was like, why don't I do computer duster and drive? Like, that'll be good. Like, this is a good idea. Like, said no one ever. Even Jillian, the girl that's not going to give me good advice, was like, are you sure you should be doing that? Because she oh. was in the car. And I was like, I got it. Give me the fucking can. Like, and then I remember I hit I hit the can. I'm, I'm on 471 South. I, I'll never forget this fucking day in my life. A week, five days before my birthday. And I'm here. Boom. And everything stops. Everything is frozen still. Like. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because I love time travel now. You telling me you stopped time by doing now this is yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. I realized I did not stop time. I was like, wait a minute. So my dash, little digital dash, says ninety-three. I was like, okay, nothing's fucking moving. Wait a minute. Like this is all processing so slow but so fast. And I'm like, wait, I'm still going ninety-three miles per hour at that wall. Because the wall kind of goes at like a curve. I mean, I know no one on the radio can see my hand, but it's like <laughs> I'm I'm coming at it at like a at an angle. And um, I'm like, oh fuck, this is bad. <laughs> I was like, I, hey, I start. Man, we're on the radio. Oh my, my oh, no, no worries, no worries. Just tone it down about one every five minutes. I, I got you. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Um, but um, I was I was totally coming in here thinking like, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you was, failed that mission. That was that was my intent. My apologies. But um, no, I uh, um, I realized I'm like, oh, the world did not just stop. Like, I'm suffocating. Because people people die on on that that stuff all the time. It's it's very bad. Um, but I I realized it, and then all I hear like all my senses kind of like shut down. Like all I all I seen was this image of the the highway sign, and then like the, the wall in front of me. And I only sound I hear is just like an alarm in my brain, and like not to sound cliche, but it's how it happened. The night was playing throughout my head. The whole night was just like running through my head like a million miles per hour, and I'm I'm I start to panic. Like I realize I'm suffocating. And I'm going to die. And I was like, oh, God, like, this is this is literally how it ends. Like, I'm freaking 18 years old and I'm about to die. You only see one day. Your whole life doesn't flash. It's only yeah. one day. Well, that's that's how it was for me, man. And it was it was and then I started smelling like all these smells, like negative smells, like so horrible. Like it was like uh, I smelled like blood. I smelled burning. Like I smelled all these negative things. And it was like all at once. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell's going on at this point. Like I'm I'm and then the image kind of fades out and like um. I straight up go into like the most panic mode I've ever, like the most panic I've ever felt and probably ever will feel is, uh, and I was like, this is it. This is it. Like I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And then like, I just made peace with it. I was like, this is it. Like, all right. Like I can't stop it. You know what I mean? And yeah. then the, a feeling that I can't describe. And I've talked to, I've been to therapy groups and people that have gone through the same thing. Um, you can't really describe it, but if you could try and understand, it's like once you reach that moment of peace where you're like, Oh, all right, I'm letting go. It your mind completely checks out. Like your 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 consciousness is like, all right, that's it. I'm good. I'll see you. And then your body, you feel a complete separation of mind and body. Complete separation, and you feel your body go into this primal fight. And it's just like a I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like it's almost like a like a pressure pulling down on you. You can feel your body just fighting it, and it and then once like that. Ugh, like I, I don't know how to describe it besides that noise that uh and everything stopped everything stopped no nothing and then i realized i was not here i was like this is it is so weird like i don't understand so like this I, I was raised religious but like i have my own i don't think anyone has it right i mean it's been thousands of years since the earth has been here we've goofed up along the way like there's nobody that. <laughs> that's, just my, that's my opinion like but um i think everyone's got little bits and pieces but anyways um I fully believe there's an afterlife after this experience because the only thing that saved me was an ambulance was driving by as it happened on the other side of the highway. Right, I hit right after the median too, so they could just turn around. But thank God for that. I uh, 
but no, everything stopped, and I hear like so. It's like off to my right, I guess, was like uh, it's like a DNA, like you know, like a DNA strand looks like on like the graphics. Like, yeah, they what, got the bar, yeah, the, the helix the, bars, the twirls and, and shit. Yeah, it uh, it was like that, but it was like very fluorescent, and it was like a white light, but it was like kind of twirled like that, and it was off here. And then, like, I heard the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life, but it was, like, evil. It was like The Undertaker was coming on, you know? <laughs> and oh, it was, you going it was, to hell, man? I'm pretty positive what I experienced <laughs> as hell. I'm, I'm 100% positive. The worst thing, I, what I experienced was, like, I, I felt like, and like I said, I understood in those moments what eternity was. Because as a human being, you can't understand eternity. You just can't wrap your mind, your biological mind, around forever. You can, you can understand it, but you can't fathom it, I guess you would say. Yeah. But um, in those moments, I understood eternity. And once that light faded away and the music kind of died down, it was like I felt like I was the only thing that had ever existed and would ever exist. And I wasn't like a person. I was just like an, like an energy. And it was I was like, oh, I, I'm in hell. Like this is it wasn't like I was burning or anything like all that stuff people talk about. Like it was like I was just like eternally lonely. And I understood that I was going to be lonely forever. And then I, I, like I said, I was raised religious, so I just started praying. I didn't know what else to do. Like I'm dead, so like, yeah. um, I started. I was like, God, like you, I, I can't. Like this can't be how it ends. Like I cannot do this forever. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I have a freaking oxygen thing on my face. Jillian, like, the first thing I remember is I felt the life reenter my body. <sighs> Paramedics on me. My car door's ripped off. Uh, Jillian's getting carted off in front of me in a freaking stretcher, like with a neck brace on. And I'm like, Oh God, like what just happened? Like, did I just screw up my whole life? Like she ended up being fine. She just had a concussion, but, um, and thank God, cause I would never be insured again. <laughs> <laughs> so but, what happened? Like you hit a, you hit something? Yeah, or? I hit the, uh, once I, once I passed out, the bystanders that saw it said that I sped up. Cause I remember just feeling like once my senses started to die out, I like, I remember like, well, I thought. I was pushing on the brake, but supposedly I accelerated into the wall and um, just took it like a champ. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a while. That's, that's what inspired me to join the military. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm not making good decisions. Like and those guys seem pretty so this professional. Was before you joined the military. Yeah, that's what, and that's, I, I thought no way in hell after that experience and like documentation of that, there's no way I can get in the military. But I shot my shot. I went in the recruiter's office and I was like, look, like, I was already medically disqualified before, like, and this just happened, but, like, I need this. And he's like, this is where recruiters are shady people. Like, they're shady. He's like, I mean, if you don't tell them, it didn't happen. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, just don't say anything. I went with the MEPS, and he's like, just remember, don't say anything. And I'm like, okay, boot camp. He's like, they're going to they're gonna have one thing before they start training, and they're going to be like, this is your chance to tell us everything, and we're going to find out. He's like, they don't look at that stuff. <laughs> He's like, they're just scaring you. And I, I just kept my mouth shut, and here I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow. Wow. I mean, I guess that's good, though, like that you could start over yeah, no, and get great. a little yeah. discipline, you know. Yeah, no. Um, I'd also say it's like as much as it saved me, it ruined me because, like, it is such a the, – especially the infantry. It's such a toxic environment. It's a bunch of guys trying to do that whole, like, I don't believe in toxic masculinity, but I believe in toxic masculinity. <laughs> like, there's a middle ground. Yeah. There's a middle ground where, like, both sides, right and left, can agree that you can not, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the man. Let's drink beer. <laughs> like, like no, shut too up. Much. Like, too much. Can you, can you relax? Like, like, sometimes, I agree with you. Sometimes I'm like, all right, you're just throwing that word out to be throwing that word out to some of my left friends. But sometimes I'm like, all right, this is a clear example. Yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. Y'all got into a fight just because both y'all were looking at each other and the other one went and turned. Exactly. <laughs> so like, like, this could have been stopped at so many levels. And somebody's like, you know what? I'm good. Everyone's got to be the big man. And that's like, that's what I said, like I was, I was saying earlier before we got down 17 rabbit holes. Um, everyone in the Marine Corps is like, oh, God, I'm, I'm, my brain's a traitor. I slept three hours last night. But, uh, <laughs> um, everyone's got to be the man and it oh the psych that's what i was saying the psychology behind someone that joins the marine corps infantry like think about that yes you have a good heart and you're wanting to do it for the right reasons but part of you is psychotic think about <laughs> think about this you just signed up right to go be in a gunfight potentially oh true like are you, are you rationalizing this like with your survival brain like you just signed up to go possibly get shot at that or is a chance you stand someone. Kill someone, get killed, watch your friends that you're going to make die. Like, who does that on purpose? Like, does anyone rationally think that? No. So it's a bunch of irrational people. Well, you could say that 
you don't present you don't present that fact. Like, you don't think about no, the yeah, you don't. Because like what it comes down to, like the that's what I'm saying. That's what we all like. All those all of us have good in us in the sense, like where I joined, I was like, ISIS is bad. Someone has to stop that. It's a risk, you know, greater good. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that's that's the core of it where it's good. But there's also that other half to it. You know what I mean? You have to have both. You have to be selfless, and then you have to be psychotic. Did you think about that when you were signed up, like in the back of your head? Yeah, no. Well, I got screwed on that again. Recruiters, shady people. So I wanted to be a combat engineer, which I wanted to weld for the Marine Corps. Get my cert, get out, make some money in this civilian world. Yeah. Okay, he's like, yeah, combat engineers well. You know what a combat engineer does? They walk up and poke bombs, like, in a hurry. Like, <laughs> so, like, the EOD deals with bombs. But, like, combat engineers are the dudes, like, run up to a window and just, like, Oh uh, yeah, it's good. Or boom, like so. Like it's not a. You got to be fast, like yeah, poking no. and run. Poking and I, and I run thought I was man. doing that. And once I found out I was screwed into that, I was like, all right, well, I can live with that. Like if it, it, so, like it'll, it'll if I have a problem in that job, but suddenly it's not my problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But and then I got screwed out of that. I ended up being a machine gunner, and like, oh my god, like oh, that's a that's a job. One thing I will say that I, I do respect because I got a story from this. Is that uh, I was scared into respecting male cheerleaders. Uh, my teacher, my math teacher's son, was a, in eighth grade was a um, was a male cheerleader, and I was like, "Oh, that's you know." I use the word that you're not allowed to use now, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I." He's like, "My son could fold you in half and break you," and I was like. No, he can't. And so then the next day, he brought his son to school. This is the cheerleader son, I'm assuming? No, no, no. No, this was the teacher, and his son was a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he brought his son to school, who was, like, a cheerleader in college. When I tell you that was the most jacked dude I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I had had nothing to say. I was like, he's like, here, you have some words to say to my son. Go right ahead. I was like, oh. I have nothing. Like the whole class <laughs> watched me get punked, <laughs> professionally plunked, because you can't bring a, uh, you know, a, somebody to beat a kid's tail. Yeah. But I got professionally punked in front of the whole school, and I was a class clown. I was like, I have nothing to say. Hey, I like what you do. Keep chilling. <laughs> You're cool. Yeah. Friends, like. yeah. Keep chilling for Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. So yeah, you're Jack too. Yeah. No, I I wish I I've gotten so fat, dude. Like it's like it's ridiculous. I used to weigh 182, and like when I was competing and shit, and I was like shredded. And then like like I said, I got into drugs. My first, I had my first injury, and I couldn't wrestle my senior year. And then my friends like, you want to smoke a joint, bro? You want to smoke a joint? And like I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, my my my. I, no worries. Um, but I was like, yes, like screw it, let's do it. And then that's just whoop that chapter of my life. So after that, you talked about maturing. Like, yeah. I want to talk about that process when you were like, all right, I have clearly hit rock bottom. Was that rock oh, I've bottom hit rock for you? Rock bottom so many times. Well, tell tell me about some of the rock bottoms and why this particular rock bottom was rock bottom. Even though it's kind of yeah. obvious because you died. But. Yeah, no, that's about as rock bottom as it is. <laughs> Literally, that's the bottom. Um, but no, I uh, I guess it was just like. I was really in kind of like a manic state, I guess, like for that whole time. Because when you're on drugs, like I now I realize that I'm sobering. I mean, I still drink a Cali. I drank last night with a couple friends, but like I don't, I don't get like I'm gonna get messed up, <laughs> yeah. like for no reason. <laughs> like, no. I'll be like, yeah, like I'll drink with you guys. But um, I was literally, I would wake up and I'd smoke, I'd drink every night, like I did Xanax, like it was going out of style, like all all the fun drugs. I, I never really liked Coke. Like I love Coke. Don't get me wrong, but like, like it, I don't like that, like. Cause then you you will mess up your sleep schedule, and then if you're like the first time I did coke, I was drinking. I had I had four four locos. And what? Yeah, no, it was a New Year's party, and I just wanted to get a little wild, and I was like, oh great, like yeah, like I'm drunk as shit, like this is great. Four four locos, dude. Yeah, I drank a lot, dude. It was bad. Um, I was mean to my body, <laughs> um, but I uh, this is a New Year's party, 2016, 2015. Anyways. Um, then we, we had a few dabs, you know, we were, we were, we were sauced. And then, uh, I'll never, Michael came over. Michael's, Michael's a bad kid. He's a bad kid. I don't, I think he's in prison now, but, um, he, uh, he had, he had Coke and I was, he was like, you guys, you guys want to do some Coke? And I was like, like free drugs? Like, yes, I do. <laughs> Instantly wasn't drunk. That was my first time doing Coke. And I was like, and I was like, I'm not drunk at all. Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like, like, yeah, you get wired, but it's not like in the movies where they're like, oh, I want to go do all this stuff. It's like dopamine. Wow. I feel great like, instantly. But, um, no, I, uh, I, where was I going with this? I am ADD. I oh, no, no. We were talking about like your rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, that's the night I did meth as well for the first time. So I, the only time I should say, I, and it's not my, my apologies. I did do Coke with Michael, 
But then supposedly I also did Xanax that night, so I I like blacked out like around like nine. Like I don't remember anything. The Xanax just took over. And um, supposedly someone came through some shady individual none of us knew. I had a really nice fossil watch. This is this is like a mistake that led me to realize I was going down this path. And um, I had a really nice fossil watch. And I was like, okay, like uh, like a four hundred fifty dollar watch. I got it at a yard sale for like a great deal. It was a favorite watch. Loved this watch. Anyways, I traded it for an eight ball of what I thought was Coke, more Coke, for me and Nick to split. And it turned out to be meth, is what I was told later. So I did. Mo- I should. I should be dead. Like I. I've. De- I, oh. But so there were like so many red flags, like when you're going down yeah, that path. No. And yeah. So it sounds like you were recognizing it. You just did shit. It needed. Yeah. No. And not even that I recognized it is what I was getting at. It's like I didn't even recognize it. I okay. was like in denial almost. Like I'm fine. Like this is this is all right. Would you and say there was something? The accident. That- yeah. The accident hit. And I was like, okay, I need to get my life together. So I joined the Marine Corps. Oorah! Like, let's get this. Let's fight the good fight. Get to the Marine Corps. Go through all the schooling. Go through boot camp. All that. La la la. And then I get to the fleet, like the actual job of the Marine Corps, like doing Marine stuff. And it is, like I said, a toxic environment. So I became a very. To- I was in. A, I was in a relationship for two and a half, almost three years, with this girl. Great girl. You know what I mean? Uh, good girl. And I became pretty much like verbally abusive to her. I started cheating on her. It was. It ended up being long distance with me moving away and shit too. But um, I started cheating on her and stuff. And then when that ended, I was like, like when someone that cares about you that much ends, because I was being so bad, and I was like, oh, another rock bottom. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then, so like it's, it's a progression of rock bottoms. Um, but like the more you have, I think everyone should hit a rock bottom at least once or twice in their life. Oh, without a doubt. I think every dude should get dumped from, from, from having a good girl. Oh, because yeah. Because the next one... You, you are will not going to mess that exactly. up. Exactly. You will not mess it up. No, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm telling you, ladies, if you have a dude and he hasn't he hasn't told you about a girl who destroyed his heart from walking away. Then he's going to break your heart. He's going to break you. your heart. I, I promise you at some point he's going to break your heart. Guaranteed no, 90% of the time. 100%. He has to learn that lesson. He's got to. He's got to be for two years just two to three years sad over some girl who walked away. Yeah. And, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking to a new girl now, and it is, like, perfect. Like, it is <laughs> it is so perfect. I'm, like, I'm just, like, oh, like, you're so cute. Like, doing, like, all these girly things with her. Like, yeah, you can do my makeup. That's fine. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, sure, back let's the, just cuddle. Like, <laughs> back in the day, you want to watch Friends? Exactly. Like, no, that's literally an argument I had. Like, <laughs> and so I literally got mad. I was like, "This show's stupid." Uh, yeah, I don't watch this show. Screw friends. Yeah, let's just watch my show all the time. Like, that, yeah, I definitely used to be that guy. Friend, I will never watch friends. Yeah, so Relatable. many little arguments. I was like, "Oh, I could have watched an episode every." Yeah, it's like, wait, it's not even that bad of a show. It's, right? actually, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I got the season five. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, there's so many little things that you learn just from hitting rock. That's what bottom. I'm saying. Like rock bottom, whether it be drugs, relationships, or anything like that. Um, I think it's the best way to build yourself as a person. Cause like, I, I, I don't see another way. Like, uh, I, I really don't see another way for at least me personally to ever grow. Right. Like as much, I'm doing great right now. Like I got my mental health, my physical health. Like I'm doing great. Like life is good. Yeah. But like, I kind of want to hit a rock bottom again <laughs> because of as bad as that sounds, how good I've gotten at life through struggles. I, I want to get better. And I know the times I get best is when I struggle. So, well, I think, I think. The next step, because you're 21, and I'll say you're in a very good spot, because you, from our talks, you have matured a lot, and you, you know, especially for 21, because I'll tell you there's 30-year-olds who don't know what you know. So I would say your next step is to learn without it. But I will agree, and I and I applaud those people who can learn without hitting rock bottoms, you know, who never had to hit a rock bottom that can learn. I want a sociopath, <laughs> an absolute sociopath. If you... If you haven't let drugs or alcohol ruin your life, if you haven't screwed up a good thing, if you haven't messed up something and you're just like, oh, I I'm a happy and healthy person. Like, I want to punch you in the I face. I hate those people. I want to punch you in the face. Like, how? How do you do it? Screw you for being happy and healthy. Like It's like, yeah, I, I used to listen to the lessons my parents taught me. I listened yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what, are you listening to your parents? What's wrong with you? Like, I, I, I like this, the right. I have this guy, um, not going to call his name, but yeah, he's like, yeah, my grandpa used to give me these lessons, and I listened to him, and I was like, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty smart. I should have probably done that myself. Like, <laughs> exactly. I really, no, like, I want to I wanna get into psychology. As soon as I get out, I'm going to go to school, and I, I want to be either a psychologist or maybe a therapist, because, like, I don't know. Therapy's helped me a lot with like all my issues and oh, stuff. Oh, therapy is great. It's it, it, people are like I'm never going to therapy. You just haven't found a good therapist. Exactly. Like, that that the you can rewire your brain like 
and that's like as cliche as that sounds you can like it's literally science and like i want to get into that because i think that like it's it really i want to get into like early psychology like children and stuff because i think that's where like you've made mistakes i've made mistakes where like it's where you um when you're developing as a child i think that's so important because i will say 90 percent of people's issues whether they're acting out being abusive this that or the other like substance problems i think a lot of that i mean substance problems is a big portion of mental illness but um i think a lot of like abusive behaviors or toxic traits come from like childhood development and like missing something or not learning something or just like you know what i mean and given there's there's outliers like stubborn people but i think you really need to focus on the kids like if we make the kids healthy and happy then they'll be healthy and happy adults dude to be honest going to therapy scared me because i i saw so many things that that my I was raised by my grandma and my mother that they they were 100% great and it's like but little things that you know because we were poor like little things that I lacked on I was like oh <laughs> this is why I'm yeah. like I'm so scared of, of ever, letting go because we were poor and so like I want to hold on to stuff rather than taking risks yeah. or like my my grandma my grandpa died so I didn't really see a good relationship so now I'm like I'm very, my grandma learned how to be alone. So now I'm very easy to be, it's like little things like that. You ever, you ever like, be talking to your therapist and you're like, and yeah, so that's basically, uh, oh, you got me. There you we got go. me. There we I go. said it out loud. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh, my, uh, my mother never came to games. So I don't feel I have to invite people to important events. And now as I get older, people get upset. And I'm like, ah, like, there we go. It's, it's crazy. like you, you do the therapy for the therapist. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. like I'm good. I'm good. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured it out. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. You just got to talk it out. And uh, it's always, it's always a therapist that like you get the good idea from. Cause like I could be on the phone with my friends, like with my ex, I could be, she's like, no, like, don't say that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get drunk and then I'm going to say that. Got it. Okay. Good, yeah. good, good. <laughs> hey, I talked to the therapist and she's like, is that a good idea? I'm like, oh no, it's not a good idea. Like, yeah. why, why can't I just take that <laughs> advice? Exactly. It all comes to taking advice. Like, exactly. So let's talk um, about the military a little bit. You you don't like where you're at right uh-uh. now, but you're still making good decisions. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, is it harder to make good decisions? Well, it's so much easier now being away from it. Cause like I said, I'm just waiting to get out. Like I'm just chilling. So like when you're away from all of it, it's like ah, oh, like like and it, it's weird. Like I, I I the other day like. They had like a battalion fun day, which is like it's like a Marine Corps pizza party. It's forced upon you. It's oh god, nightmare. Um, but um, I was like standing out on the catwalk and I'm like looking down at all these guys and they're like, like oh you're a pussy. Like I'm gonna beat you up to each other. And I'm like, like that was me. I was really out here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just looking at them. Like and being away from it's so nice because like it's once you step back from it, you're like you guys are you guys have a lot of issues. Like I don't know. I I, I mean like I said, I'm in the best place in my life that I've ever been. Knock on wood. Please be with me. There's okay. wood. Um, and um, I, 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 I credit that to just being away from it, really, like stepping away from it. Because when you're in that, it is so hard. Like, do you know how many failed marriages there are in the military? All of them. Like, that's <laughs> really failed marriages, suicides, like all that. It's just so much mental health problems in the military. It's not even funny. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad that I, that chapter of my life is closing, definitely. Oh, well, I would say it's good to get away with any, uh, get away from anything, right? Because you are who you hang out with, and you talked about getting away from. Uh, Tracy, it's Tracy, right? Uh, Julian. 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 Yeah, I'm terrible with names. I'm and, not good either. And you're getting away from Julian. Did you know, like, you had to start, like, getting away from... Yeah, no. I, uh, I cut a friend group out of my life recently, um, because I've been, like, I'm, like, turning a new leaf, I guess. Um, the breakup was my last rock bottom a few months ago, and I'm, like, turning a new leaf, finally being the man I want to be. And, um, I do this thing where I go downtown on the weekends and just, like, pass out... Oh, yeah. Pass out McDonald's to the uh, to the homeless and like just like you know you just like, do something good yeah like um and like I, I told my buddies I was like hey like I'm gonna be home in a few weeks like do you guys want to do this with me and like stop being a like you know what I mean and yeah. I was like I was like you know what like I don't I don't want to be in this friend group anymore. <laughs> I just like I just like left the group chat and never talked to him again like, I, didn't even, I didn't even say anything I was like no you guys are being assholes and like they're like you're just being a a a, a, a he used some like word I don't know. It wasn't like a cuss word. It was just like a an insult, um, a chosh or something. I don't know. But like, um, yeah, I just kind of I was like, you know what? You guys are never gonna grow. And I, I was weird. I've been friends with those guys since college. You know what I mean? But when I left, they were getting drunk every night. And when every time I go home, they're getting drunk every night. Like, guys, it's Tuesday. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? It's I I don't know. I I've definitely cut people out of my life for the first time, which is is very hard for me. 
because I, I I too like to hold on to things. Yeah. But um, as soon as you cut like toxic stuff out of your life, you it, start feeling so much. Better. Oh my gosh! And like I apologize to anyone I've ever been toxic to because that's a lot of people. Yeah. But like. Cut that stuff out of your life. If anyone listening has someone toxic in your life, cut it right now. Oh, I think I've been cut before a couple of times. I, I have. And, and absolutely I absolutely have. Many times. Many and, times. And I don't have a problem with it. You did what was best for you at the time. People, you can't get mad. Yeah. You can't get mad at someone for that. You got you to, gotta like, it sounds selfish, but like, if you if you truly want to help other people in any part of your body, you have to do what's best for you. Because until you're okay with yourself, you're never going to be able to do anything good for anyone. Exactly. And you know the feeling, too. It's like those jokes that you used to laugh at that you're like, dude. Yeah, really. Exactly. We're, we're older than this now. Once you start feeling that over and over again, it's time to walk away. Um, so are you excited about your next chapter? Oh, I am. I am so excited. Like I like I said, I'm staying away from the drugs, obviously, because like, I don't even have like like another thing that's frustrating, though, because I'm, I'm a little younger. You know what I mean? So like yeah. but like now that I'm maturing so much because I was always the wild kid who just did things impulsively like. You guys want to get like you guys like I was the kid that's like let's do this bad decision let's yeah. do it right now right now right now right now and like I, and when I come home the people that I still do hang out with are like Vince like like my buddies in my old unit come out no one even like recognizes me and it's weird because like my my I guess my age group I, I get along better with older people now because like my age group's still immature and I I want to get frustrated but like then I'm like nah dude that was you like that was you like stop don't don't judge but like um where was I going with this you were directing me somewhere oh I I. Uh, I forgot what I asked you. I uh, damn. I asked you about your next chapter. Are oh yeah, next chapter. That? I'm excited for that. Like I said, I'm staying away from the drugs, but um, I'm definitely gonna smoke a, a joint as soon as I <laughs> as soon as I walk off that base. I'm smoking a joint on the beach. That's that's first order of business. <laughs> well, limit it to that, man. That's that's it. That's that's literally it. I just I don't like mm, the aesthetic of it. You know. How did you get injured in the military? Um. So I, like I said, I was a machine gunner and I was in a weapons company. So um. Uh, weapons company is where they, so like you can be a machine gunner, you can be in a line platoon and you shoot like a machine gun, but uh 240 Bravo, which is like, it's like a 24 pound gun, something like that. I don't remember the exact number, 24.1 pounds or something, but then weapons company, you shoot the big guns like the 50 Cal and the Mark 19, Mark 19. I was, a, I was a Mark gunner and it's a, it's a 74 pound, 74.5 pound weapon. And it's a, it's an automatic grenade launcher. It's a machine gun that shoots grenades. So okay, toxic masculinity aside, did you get uh, did you get a little bit from just shooting that gun? Just like a little pride, like it's something, dude. Okay. Like no, machine gunner is the most prideful MOS in the military. Like like you literally you literally shoot machine guns for a living. Like that's like I, I can't think of anything more badass than that. And I don't I don't by any means consider myself like the man anymore. But like that is pretty badass. Like, <laughs> you're, like you're shooting the biggest, baddest gun out there. Okay. Everyone wants to kill you. Like you're the big guy. Um, but no, that's that's how I messed up my hip. I uh, I was a mark gunner. So in weapons company with those big guns, you travel in vehicles. You're in the Humvees all the time because you can't just ruck those around. Well, even though you would never ruck those, and you talk to guys like the old like like gunnery sergeants, first sergeants who are back in the war. They'll tell you, like, you'll never, in weapons company, you'll never hike with those weapons. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll come up with a vehicle for you. But they'd still make us hike with them. Like, I don't know why, just because the Marine Corps is autistic. But, um, like, we, we'd still hike with them, and I was a mark gunner. So I have my, like, 90-pound pack plus a 74-pound um, uh, machine gun on top of the back of it. Which that, that thing hurts your freaking neck. Oh, my God. Um, but, and we'd go like on vicious hikes, like eight, eight K's, like little, like even though, even though they're little, like a six K, like it's little, but your body's not made to load bear like that. And, um, it, uh, my hips started hurting really early on. And like, and again, that toxic masculinity, like, Oh, nearly don't be a, don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, well, I'm not, so I'm not hurt. I'm yeah, fine. This hip is fine. Yeah. It might be dislocated, <laughs> but I'm fine. No big deal. And then I just kept pushing through it, pushing through it, pushing through it. And I was never honestly going to seek help for it. But then you have like your annual physical, which I have first. This is how unorganized the Marine Corps is. I had my first annual physical two years into the Marine Corps. <laughs> um, but um, and the doctor's like, do you have anything wrong with you? I was like, my hip hurts really bad. And I've told my doc about it. And he says, he says, I'm fine. And I'm not. And so she's like, well, let's get you in physical therapy. That didn't work. And they got my MRI. And they're like, hey, you're screwed up. And I was like, this is a, like, he came up to me. He's like, you're, you're looking at a medical separation, like the actual doctor. And I was like. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Please no! Anything but that. It's so, like you're sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like uh, no, no, it's fine. Like I'm, you know, we can, we can. I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like let it roll. <laughs> well, it sucks because, like I said, like I still love the grapple and stuff in it. It gets in the way, but um, it uh, it definitely like I don't, I don't know. It 
it it's a price to it. The doctor said I didn't. I got, I got screwed out of my surgery, but I'm, I'm going to get it from the VA when I get out back home. But um, I'm going to need both my hips replaced because I let it go so far and put so much weight on my other one. Replaced by the time I'm 40. So yeah, that's oh, cool. Wow. That's cool, right? Yeah. yeah, cool beans, rock and roll. But like, I'm just kind of rolling with it right now, trying to like live in the. Mo- it, it it doesn't like I can still do things. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I might go for like a short run on the beach or something, but like it definitely stops me. But I'm happy it happened. If that. Like yeah, you know what I mean. If it was gonna be anything, like you're out. You you yeah. wanted to get out, and it was like the universe was like, I got you. Uh, hey, but like there's a catch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were willing to sign the price though, the yeah, price no. tag. Oh man, dude, this is all so interesting. Did you did you ever see combat or anything? No, or? no, no. There's nothing going on right now, dude. Okay. Like, um, I, there hasn't been combat since like uh, I want to say like 2012, really. Because okay. like like the only thing that goes on like. So Charlie Company, like my battalion, the deployment before I got to my unit went to Afghanistan, and literally all they did the whole time was play Xbox. Really? Yeah. No, there's nothing going on. It was just like so the Taliban has completely, pretty much taken over the area again since we pulled out all our troops and stopped fighting. Like, which is good because it's none of our freaking business. But um, <laughs> um, I don't know why we have to police the world. Not to get political, I don't know. Um, but um, I uh, um, no, there's nothing going on. Special Forces was fighting ISIS. Like, and it wasn't even Marine Corps Special Forces. I mean, yeah, like, MARSOC does a little bit. It's mostly Army Special Forces that's doing anything that's going on right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, screw that. <laughs> you don't want to do that? Mm. Like, Special Forces, they're always, we're, guys in Special Forces are so weird. Like, I did a working part. I got I got tasked out to, like, it was actually the coolest thing I probably ever did in the military. So, like, I got to do with uh, recon, and then, which they're technically, they're Special Forces capable. They used to be the Marine Corps Special Forces, now it's MARSOC. But recon and MARSOC together, um... They uh they did like a kill house like it's literally like a house with a bunch of doors and walls that they can move and rearrange in any way, and they got like targets and they gave us paintball guns and they gave them sim rounds. So a sim round is like you ever been shot with a paintball? Yeah. Ouch, right? Yeah. Kind of hurts. All right, I'll live. Yeah. You ever been shot with a sim round? I have not. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> like, does it penetrate the skin? Um, it, I think I have a scar from one of them. Like, I got lit up. Like, oh, uh, I can't. I can't put my sleeve up that high. But um, and no one can see it. I'm on the freaking radio. <laughs> but uh, I uh. It was, it, it's like, it's like a little, it's like a paintball, but harder. And it's small. It's literally a, a simulated round. It's a round. It's got a casing and then the tip of it's plastic. So it like, it shoots and then it's like a little blue, like little blue right there. But like, they didn't tell us that the day that we were doing it. I did it for a month, but like the day they decided to start actually using sim rounds, they're like, here's a shitty paintball gun. We're going to give these really good war fighters, like <laughs> these really like aggressive rounds and you're going to stand there. And like, it was bull. Like, bullshit. Like, I, I, they told us we had to just, uh, we had to stand, like, a certain way. I was like, because, like, we had to literally stand in the middle of a, because they were, like, baby-stepping them through it. It was a new platoon. You know, like, baby-stepping them through, like, all the procedures Oh, so y'all were the targets. Yeah. So, on the opposite end of Special Forces guys. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not freaking John Wick. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to die. Like, and, um, they, they come in and, like, they make us stand there, like, in the middle of a room and just point at the door. It's like. What can I can I just sit behind the chair? Like this is like like <laughs> these guys no. are trained. These guys are good at this. I'm not like I don't know how. Like, Did oh. y'all ever win one? Like no, like because like they eventually let us start like hiding behind stuff and like as they baby stepped them through it. Yeah, and like that was the most fun I've ever had in the Marine Corps. Like they thought they were like because I got I got in trouble and they thought they were punishing me by doing. It. I was like having I'm playing paintball all day, <laughs> like. But I, uh, I, they kind of suck. Force is really that good. And no, I don't mean, no, oh. they're, that's what I was gonna say next. Oh, like word. they're really not like. The only difference between special forces, obviously they're way more physically fit than traditional infantrymen, but like the difference between special forces and um, like a normal infantryman really is how much they train. Because like a normal infantryman's day, like an 03, will just wake up and you like go to the office and do some work, clean a gun, like that's it. Like you only do much. You kind of sit around. But like special forces, every day they're like practicing reload drills, they're practicing target drills every single day for hours a day. So like they just get more reps in really. Yeah. And they get picked to do those reps by their physical fitness standards. Okay. So yeah, it's, but. No, they kind of suck. Like, and I, one of my sergeants in the schoolhouse, he was like, he he got rescued. They got pinned down, and uh, whatever wherever he was, like he was actually in the shit. And um, he said like uh, Marsoc came in to rescue him, and he's like, they're not worth shit in a gunfight. And I was because, yeah. and I will attest to that because once they let it started us let it hide and stuff, like I lit them up. Like, and it was because like they kick in the door and they're stacked on the door. Like you line up four guys, one guy on the other side to kick in the door, and everyone flows in. And I'm just doo, 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 lit all of them up. And I was like, 
you guys, you guys are supposed to be good. And like they, they weren't, they never let them take casualties. As far as they got in the training, they weren't allowed to take casualties. They can kill you, but you can't kill them. So when you like, they have face masks and shit. I mean, when you hit one in the face and stuff, they get mad. And those, like special forces guys are angry people. <laughs> so like they will just empty into you and like, yeah, they'll get yelled at like conservation of ammo and like smack them on the head, the instructors and stuff. But like yeah. they didn't care. Like, they were they're just angry people and like they would just light you up like oh my god it was yeah, fun I imagine though. like John Wick uh, just just knocking people <laughs> out just, no uh, it's just a bunch Liam of Neeson yeah. and taken it's just a bunch of uh, angry younger like twenty year olds like really it's I don't know I don't know like I like I said I have tremendous respect for the military I mean it's part of my life it will be forever well, me too but um, thank the troops yeah absolutely don't, don't come at humor and mistakes saying I don't respect the troops no I, I do. like, yeah don't misconstrue anything I'm saying is then I'm just saying it, it wasn't for me you my know uncle I mean? has a purple heart y'all better recognize <laughs> uh, but yeah um well, so part of this podcast is meant to tell people that mistakes are okay oh yeah absolutely. and um you being 21 and having such a good head on your shoulders is this part of the podcast I do called Motivational Speech. Okay. And I put some music on. Oh, you got to put on the headphones. We did this so last minute. Uh, you got to put on the headphones so you can hear the music. Uh, I'm going to put on some music, and I just want you to give an uh, inspirational speech. Okay. okay. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. A um, little inspiration for y'all, I guess. Um, so big things to take away i guess from making mistakes is they're going to happen they like there's no like don't i mean anxiety's anxiety's a bitch but just accept things to happen and um when they do happen learn from them like be ready for it hope it doesn't happen when it does learn from them and if you do make a mistake and you find yourself like living in it like oh like what if what if what if it's the hardest thing in the world to do is stop saying what if but just forgive yourself make peace with it be like hey that's who i was at that time and like i'm going to grow from this and be better and being like yeah maybe i can't change this situation but once you make peace with it and use it to better yourself it's like you'll your life will grow exponentially it's, it's amazing there we go dude that was good advice man i found myself the reason i created this podcast is because i was beating myself up for mistakes and i was like i don't want people to do that so I've decided to do this, and maybe one day nobody will beat themselves up for a mistake. I sure hope. Hey, man. Uh, what do you want to leave the people with? We're, we're at the end of the hour. Um, I mean, I, I got nothing, man. Like, <laughs> I, I pretty much filled my guts out here, so. That was Humor and Mistakes with McNeil and Vince. It was a great episode. Thanks again. Thanks to the troop. Thank you, troops. We appreciate you. Um, Thanks for having me. Hey, man. You're always welcome back. We actually, we want you back. Once you are 30, 27, because you're only 21, we want you yeah. back. Okay. So remember, everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. Thank you, little mistakers, for listening. Uh, y'all have a great week.